Welcome back to Relevant, the podcast that aims to make Jesus Christ a more real and relevant part of every day. Oh my gosh, we have a fantastic guest. Hi, Jess. Hello, how's it going? (laughs) Glad to be back. (laughs) My favorite guest ever. (laughs) Honestly. Our very first guest ever, too. Like, you were, you were our first guest that first we ever had. First guest of the so. new year? Oh, first guest uh-huh. of the pod, first guest of the new oh year. Of the gosh. pod and of the new year, too. That's what I'm wow. talking about. We're bringing it back. Wow, all the firsts. Also, so freaking good. Sorry. Uh-huh. Oh, Ella's sick. Yeah, if you couldn't tell. With a capital S. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a capital S. Ah, it's okay though. Which I, yeah, I feel like we're even evening it out because I feel like that there were two episodes where I was sick and now you're sick, so yeah, we're just making sure it's even. You know, it's even now. We believe in justice, yeah, for (laughs) sure. Well, our episode today is on um, Christ as meek and lowly, so it's gonna be really good. Yeah. Um, Amelia, do you know that song? uh Do you know that? primary song that's called meek and lowly of heart mm, give me a little i would sing it but i literally cannot right now <laughs> all right Jess. Do you know it? no i don't know <laughs> oh is gosh. it like one of the new ones the new ones kind of slap they're pretty no good, i think it's one of the old ones but i don't know them as well i'm pretty oh. sure it's like meek and lowly of heart I don't think I've I knew ever if heard I it kept before. asking questions, I she knew if sing. I kept asking questions it about it, you would sing it. So I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything else from this song, but yeah, I, when so I was the one that came up with this title, mm-hmm. and I was like looking and I was like, I don't like any of these, and then that song just came into my head, and I'm like, oh, I think that's the name of Christ is meek and lowly of heart. Yeah, or like that's something he yeah, refers yeah, yeah. to himself as. So that's why I chose it. But from that song. I'm so I'm so glad that you did because at the beginning I really like it's one of those things where like I know it but like do I know it you know yeah. and I was wondering if like that was kind of a shared sentiment so I threw up a little poll on Instagram and like the majority of people responded like I think I know what it is but not 100% sure like there were a few people who were like 100% I'm certain so I did some diving for some quotes to like fully understand it and literally I got so many um that I don't think I'll even be able to like hit 10% of them like not even a tithing level okay like that's how many good ones there were and I just feel like um like here here's two of them just like you know as a little teaser there's one that says meekness is not a display of humility it is the real thing I was like, ooh, Ooh, like it's not just like a facet of humility, like it's the best embodiment of what humility is. And then this one, the meek go on fewer ego trips, but they have a far greater adventure. That one's a little cheesy, but kind of cute, you know? That's cool, yeah. But um, anyway, post-study, I like still couldn't come up with a definition, but like this time it wasn't because I didn't get it, but because I just couldn't encapsulate it. And, you know, I think the things that are the most divine are also the most difficult to define. It's almost as if it has like a hundred explanations, not because it's confusing, but because it deserves it. You know, it doesn't deserve to just be summed up in one trite saying. Um, And I think that's okay, because at the end of the day, it's not a definition that we want, but a prescription for how to make it our own, you know, to make it relevant, real in our life. And that's why I think we tell so many stories on relevant, because that's 
You know, who wants like a cold saying when you can have an example of it? And I hear that Jess has a story. So we can just jump right into yeah. a little story. Yeah. So I also apologize. Both me and Ella are sick. So oh, you I know how it goes. The whole household. Mm. The whole household. Yeah. You sound a lot better than me, though. I sound better. Ella kind of lost her voice before getting sick, too. So, but so, yeah. So there's a cool story that happened to me while I was on my mission. Um, we were talking to someone that was, um, trying to figure out if they wanted to keep attending our church and, well, just keep attending church in general. And, um, we read in Alma, one of the, um, scriptures that talks about, um, like being meek and lowly of heart. Um, and, uh, so the background of the story is she had only been to church, I think one time. So only in a church setting, like one time. And then um, we were in a group, like a, in a class of about seven people. And we read that scripture. And then she stops the class and she goes, why are we talking about being meek? Why are we saying that Jesus Christ was meek and lowly of heart and all this stuff? Meekness is weakness. Like they 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 mean the same thing. Like they have to mean the same thing. Being meek means you're just, you just let people stomp on you. And so I, me and my companion, we're sitting in the classroom like, oh no, not only is the person <laughs> that we want to like go to church, oh no. yeah, like we're very concerned for this person. Not only do we not know how to respond, like there's a disruption in the class. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, this is so crazy. Because she was like angry, right? She, yeah, she was like angry. So she was trying to figure out like, she, and not in a bad way, but she just could not understand why a scripture would talk about Jesus Christ being meek. Meek is in the yeah. the like what you were talking about the the wrong definition, not the right definition, not the. It's hard to describe because there are so many definitions, but the there's one definition and it's weakness. But so, um, we were just listening to her keep, like talk and go off, and um, me and my companion, we were stressing out. Meanwhile, this whole time. Uh, our friend who was in our ward just looked it up and she was like, okay, so from the things I found um, on like Webster Dictionary on whatever, she's like, the the main definition of meek or meekness is being teachable. And mm-hmm. like, she said that like one phrase and then just kept explaining and it's like a light bulb hit in uh, the girl we were teaching in her head. Like it just made sense. And so I was talking about how Jesus Christ is obviously the most powerful person to ever walk this earth, but that doesn't mean he wasn't teachable and he wasn't humble and like ready to listen. And and I think that's so cool because I don't know to think of someone who did, who, who died for me, who did all this stuff, who sacrificed himself, who could bless anyone he wanted to, to think that he was teachable and he was, never the most important person. He never made himself feel like the most important person in this room or in a room. He made whoever he was talking to feel like the most important person. He was, he was ready. He was ready to be nice. Always. He was ready to be happy. He was ready to do all these things. And I think that's a way better definition of meekness other than weakness, because I mean, in a way you're, you're making yourself vulnerable by letting, by letting yourself be taught, you're putting yourself in a lower position which Christ was never afraid to do. He was never afraid to be taught, which I think is something that is super crazy. 
So that's a little story Wait, I have to share. Oh my gosh. I've never thought about it like that, how meekness and weakness are both positions of vulnerability, but one of them is like the divine version, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that's like hopeful and happy. Oh my gosh. Now that's so sick. One of them holds the knowledge that of like who you are. Like I think when you're meek, yeah. you operate under the position of knowing truly who you are and knowing who you can put your trust in. And so you're not afraid of receiving, of being teachable or receiving information from someone that might be kind of hard to hear sometimes. Yeah, I like... For sure. The the main thing that my... So one of my mission presidents was Matthew S. Holland. And the big thing that he cared about was that um, the point of us as missionaries was to teach people who they are and mm-hmm. who they and who they really are as a son or daughter of God. And so it wasn't about teaching them all they need to know or for them to just feel like there's a fire inside them. It was just it was teaching them <laughs> who they were, like helping them realize who they were. Uh, and I thought that was because yeah. being meek is yeah, making yourself I don't know, putting yourself in that position and especially meekness, you have that like oh, I know who I am, but I'm still like ready to receive an answer, to get taught, to do all these things, yeah. For sure. I love how you brought up this, like, church leader. I think what's so cool is that even you look at these prophets, and they have so much power, but they're still so humble. Um, I was reading this talk, and this was Neil A. Maxwell, and he was trying to describe meekness. Like, he was like, okay, I know this is confusing. Like, I'm just going to give you an example Like, he'd given a whole bunch of definitions, and then he was like, I'm just going to give you an example of what meekness is. So this is word for word. He says, fortunately, we have fine examples of meekness to help us, and I need go no further than outside of my own quorum. President Howard W. Hunter, and I know I'm starting to sound a little boring. I just need you all to focus, okay? Okay. This is President Howard W. Hunter is a meek man. He once refused a job he needed as a young man because it would have meant another individual would have lost his job. This is the same lowly man when awakened after a weary and dusty day together with him on an assignment in Egypt was quietly shining my shoes, a task he hoped to have completed unseen. And I just love that little example. Um, I just feel like it really paints not only meekness, but I think it suggests like what the opposite of being meek would be. Like mm-hmm. in that situation, what would be the opposite of being meek? It would have been to take the job or the opposite of shining shoes would be to take more polish for yourself or to take more sleep. Like it's taking, it's all about taking. And I think pride, if pride is holding on, then meekness is letting things go. I think we hold mm-hmm. on so tight And the world says that holding on is what's going to get you what you want. But what if it doesn't? Like, what if white knuckling your life will Mm. just lead to sore hands? And um, he has this quote that I really like. He said, um, the meeker leader is freer. Oh, my gosh, that's such a tongue twister. The meeker leader is freer. Even in routine, he is relieved. For For instance, of the pressure to be the single resource of ideas for a group. 
He doesn't need to be the sole source of his group's memory. Um, I like that quote too. I think like we think that meekness will bring blessings, but what if meekness just is the blessing? What if it is the relief? Like you don't have to carry the stress of coming up with every incredible idea for your business. You don't have to carry the stress of not getting the promotion because you did what you could be because you did what you could and then you put it in God's hands. Um, And I just really like that. One last quote from him, and then I'm done with quotes. But he says, Meekness relieves us of the heavy and grinding chains of pride. However glitzed and polished, they are still chains. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Yeah, that is so good. I actually was going to ask this, and you kind of just did it. But I was going to ask you guys mm-hmm. both, like, what are some modern examples of meekness? Because I think, like, there's so many examples of Jesus being meek when he washed his apostles' feet or when he talked to the woman at the well, when he, like, chose her as the person to declare to the world that he was the savior of the world. Like, like, holy cow, that is, like, the meek, the best example of meek you could ever think of. But what are some, like, modern-day college student (laughs) meekness (laughs) examples? I actually have a story. Can I tell just a baby little story? Yeah, of it's just a, it's just a little guy. Okay. Um, and because this is going to sound like tooting my own horn, like I'm going to give an example of opposite meekness too, because I am okay, just, good. this ha- both of these happened within the same week. Okay. So, um, just like I contrasted, like if pride is taking things and meekness is letting things go. So over the break, um, my youngest brother, Lars, got this um, jacket. So I had a date over the break, and um, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I took his new jacket, okay? I stole, because we're all pretty close, and I knew he'd forgive me, because we're pretty tight, you know? So I, like, grab his jacket, and then I go on my date, and I come home, and um, he happens to be, <laughs> like, right by the door as I'm walking in. I'm like, oh, my gosh, hi! And he was like chill that I wore it, you know, but then he was like, wait, you went on a date. Did you, is there a perfume on it? And I had totally spaced that like, I don't know. I'm just like, so used to like putting on perfume. I had, and I don't know if you see me put on perfume. If I put on perfume, like I put on perfume. Anyway, the jacket was like <laughs> doused in my perfume. No. <laughs> and literally I went to bed and I just hear him consulting with Oliver and he's just like, Oliver, I don't know how to get this out. And Oliver's like making this game plan with him. Anyway, I felt so horrible because it genuinely was just a lapse in judgment. Anyway, so I stole on his jacket. Anyway, okay, so (laughs) this happened back to back with something else. So there was another day where I was moving out and I was throwing all my clothes, kind of going through them, you know, trying to get rid of stuff that I didn't want anymore. And I came across this dress, this black dress. I think you've seen me wear it. I wore it a lot in high school uh-huh. um, to like, anyway, just this black dress. And I don't think I'd, I'd worn it like one time the entire year. And so I was like, maybe I should get rid of this. Anyway, my love of my life roommate, Lindsay, I'll even name drop her because she's that great. And I just had this thought pop into my head like, oh my gosh, I could give it to Lindsay. Like, I feel like she would love it. And, but there was still like that little natural man in me that was like, but maybe I should just hold on to it, you know? 
Um, but I ended up giving it to her, you know, and I go home for the break because I move all my stuff. I go home. Then Sunday, I was getting ready for church. And I don't know if you've ever gone home during college, like gone, you know, when you when you visit your family and you realize you didn't bring any clothes and you're like, well, shoot, I can't go to church in jeans. Like, what am I going to wear? So I'm like rifling through this random closet trying to find stuff. Um, and I find this black dress. And I'm like, where did, where did this come from? And I'm like, it's probably my mom's, you know, but I like put it on and um, I get to church. And I'm like, mom, sorry, I like had to borrow your dress. And she's like, what dress is that? I've never, I've never seen that dress. Like it was this black dress that came out of nowhere that fits me better than the old dress did that just like literally, we, I, we have no idea where it came from. Like I have zero, I've never seen it before in my life. Anyway, so now I have this dress that's way better than the other one that just fell into my lap after I gave the other one away. And have you seen those videos <laughs> of like, there's this trend where they like put things in a baby's hands and see how many things the babies can hold before they stop dro- start dropping them. Have you seen them? We'll put one in the oh, show I show haven't. notes. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ella? Jess, describe it. Describe it. Oh no, you just like try and give a baby things because babies just like hold stuff and you just keep it and they just like they end up just not being able to hold as many things. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so then they just like start dropping them. Um, Anyway, I just feel like at some point they have to drop what they're having if they're going to get the next good thing. And I think meekness is a commandment that forces us to empty our hands so that God can put better things in it, you know, Mm -hmm. forces us to, on a small scale, give up our little dresses that we wore sophomore year of high school, but for some reason can't get rid of so that he can give us a new dress that is one that we would have spent so much money on ourselves, you know. And at the end of the day, I, I don't think meekness is a set of handcuffs that prevents us from carrying anything good in this life. I think meekness is the key to the handcuffs of pride so that our mm-hmm. hands can be free to hold what really brings happiness. I don't think meekness is a fine that we have to pay on earth so that we can purchase happiness in heaven. I think it's the only divine currency that buys the bre- best brand of joy for now. You know, I think meekness is joy. Bro, go off. Literally just go off. That's so good. So good. I just had this last, I know this one's going a little longer, but I had this last quote pop into my head that I found. This is Neil A. Maxwell again, and it's just, he's just talking about how it's like never too late to be meek, you know? Mm. Like, if you have sprayed perfume all over your brother's jacket, it is never too late to still, you know, give someone else a jacket, you know, like you, the, the turnaround is right there. You can change whenever you want. Okay. This is the quote. He says, meekness could have rescued proud and fearful Judas, even after he had left the last supper, he could have slipped back and later quietly and humbly rejoining his apostolic colleagues, having later determined not to do that deed. In fact, meekness can rescue us from ourselves, even when we are deep in error and even when others have written us off. That's really good. I have another mini story. Ooh. Just the, the jacket thing was reminding me. <laughs> my parents, they have this random rule. You never buy anything that's too expensive to let go. And that means, like, for example, if someone is in need and I have a really nice jacket and someone's really cold... 
and it's like, oh, I don't want to give this away. It's too nice or it's too expensive. I shouldn't have that jacket. Or if my neighbor needs to borrow a car. Shut up. And they're like, no, no, my car is really nice. And I don't let them borrow my car. That's the exact opposite of meekness. My parents do a very good job at being meek in that way as in like, oh, someone is in need. I need to make sure I'm ready to help. So it's not like they don't have the means to buy a, you know, a nicer car or a nicer jacket or whatever. But they're like, oh, no, no. If I place value in that thing over a person, then that's not okay. I, I admire that. Oh, my, my gosh. Yeah, that's really good. Holy cow. Good job remembering that. We, Thanks, Kim. Yeah, that was really, really... I'm, I'm glad we got that in this episode. Yeah. I needed to hear that for sure. One of the little Instagram poll things that I that we did was like, if someone called you meek, how would you feel? And some of the options were like, I don't know how I would feel. Oh my gosh, that would be such a compliment. Or, oh, that would be weird. And just like that story that you told Jess at the very beginning, how there are like weird interpretations of what meekness is. Is it like a sign of weakness? Is it a positive thing? Is it a compliment? Is it an insult in some ways? I just feel like the fact that that was Christ's selling point, that, that that's what he's, his little his little comment in that scripture where he says, hey, these are the reasons why you should come to me. These are the reasons why you should be drawn to me. This is, this is what I can give you. The fact that he says, you should trust me because I'm meek, like that just shows that that is, it's something that's appealing to others and it's something that will pull other people to you, that they will be drawn to. Yeah. I love it. All right, our Zoom time is about to close, so we're going we're gonna <laughs> to sign gonna out. close this up. But thank you all for listening. Happy New Year, and um, we'll yeah, see ya. talk to you next week. Bye. See ya. We love the web boys. They got these matching, I know, they were like men's jackets, but I low-key wanted one, you know? I need so, one of those. So, anyway. Yeah. I know, I took, did you see them? I Have saw them, them, they're sick. They're so good.